You're listening to Focus on the Bible. I have a question for you today, but you can only answer with one word. I love one word answers because they cause us to sort our thoughts and cause us to think deeply. Are you ready? Here's the question. One word. As a believer in Jesus who's trying to get the most out of life, what are you trying to do? One word. How's that answer coming? I think I have the word for you. I think it's upheld by the word of God. Let's talk about this. The one word answer for what the believer in Jesus who's trying to get the most out of life should be is the word stewardship. Stewardship. And we have that answer from the book of 1 Corinthians. Let me set the backdrop. Paul the Apostle, as he writes the book of 1 Corinthians, has a challenge. And the challenge is twofold. First, some people were trying to glorify Paul. They had made these sort of Christian cliques. And some of them thought Paul was just everything. And they were in this group of people who called themselves the disciples of Paul. But of course, there were other people too. There was Apollos. There was even a Jesus group of people. But they were all wrong because Man shouldn't be glorified in that way, and man shouldn't form these cliquish groups in the church. So that was a problem for Paul. The other problem was that some people were despising Paul. They didn't like his message, or they didn't like his manner. He himself agreed that he was rude in speech. He was very wise, the greatest theologian ever. But his speech, the way he gave them, was a little crude, he said himself. But it's just not right that man would set himself up as the judge. Man shouldn't glorify other men, and man shouldn't despise other men. Paul's answer is that God will judge me, not man. And God will approve us or not for reward based on stewardship. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, if you want to join me as we focus on the Bible today and talk about this concept called stewardship. Now, we do a lot of this kind of training at our camps out at Grace Farm. And I find that as I travel all over the place, people need to be either taught or reminded about this, this great principle, stewardship. Now, I think that maybe when I posed that question and called you to give a one-word answer, maybe some of you had the word witnessing. You want to be a witness, but now you have my heart on that. Witnessing is very important for a believer in Jesus who's trying to get the most out of life. But now, if witnessing is the thing, the one-word thing to what we're trying to do, well, who's going to cut the grass? Who's going to brush your teeth? Who's going to keep church ministries going if all we're doing is trying to witness? You see, some things could be left undone. But in this answer, stewardship, we have the preferred word of Paul the Apostle, and it includes everything in life that the believer in Jesus who's trying to get the most out of life is trying to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 now 
and verse number one. He says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. This word steward means a manager, a manager. Let's talk about this word for a minute. In the English, we get the word steward from this combination of English words, sty ward. A sty ward in the old country means someone, maybe a kid, a young man, who is the ward of a sty, a pig farm. And so as the pigs are in their sty, the managers in charge of them, whatever might happen to them, they need to be fed, they need to be watered, they need to be protected. They need their own place of safety and growth. And so those kids were called sty wards. That's in the English. Now, what about the Greek? Well, in the Greek, there is a word oikos. Oikos is a Greek word for house, house. Now, they take the ending, atomos, and add it to oikos, and you get the Greek word oikotomos, and that means a house manager, a house manager. Here's a perfect example from the Bible of a house manager steward, Joseph. You remember Joseph when he was sold into slavery and ended up in a foreign country, and he was sold at a slave market and purchased by Potiphar. Remember this? And Potiphar saw what a faithful man that Joseph was, and he put him in charge of everything in his house. Perfect example of stewardship. Joseph was in charge. Though he was foreign, though he was a youth, though he probably had all kinds of cultural things he was learning himself, Potiphar saw a good man and he put him in charge. You remember Potiphar's wife tried to place him in charge of her. And what did he do? He wisely stewarded, judging that this is not a thing for me. Joseph, the perfect example of biblical stewardship. But now Paul the Apostle in verse 1 is using this word very specifically, and what he means is his ministry. He said, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. What he's saying is God has given me a ministry to manage. And the teaching of the word and the gospel message itself, the most important teaching Paul received from God, was something he was trying to steward in his life. He was the ward over that which God had given him. And he says, hey, man, you're not going to judge me. Paul said, I don't even judge myself. I just want to be faithful to what God has given me to manage, and I'll trust God to approve me at the end of it all for reward or not. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, one chapter earlier, in fact, is all about reward of those believers who are trying to do a good job for the Lord. And now verse 2, Paul gives us some very good general truth about stewardship. He says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So what have we been given to steward? Well, most people, when you ask them about stewardship, they think money, money. 
And money is a very important thing that God has given us to manage. Amen. Money is important. So let me ask, friend, how are you doing in the stewardship of your money? You see, some people think money is everything. Some people think that money is what we've been given to build up a treasure of, and that'll make us successful in life. But we as believers should reject that, shouldn't we? Because we know money has an end. It'll all be burned in the end of it all, and money makes a rotten God. But we have been given the management of money, some less than others. But it's important to God what the believer who wants the most out of life does with money. But money's not the end of stewardship. Oh, that's only a small beginning. How about time? Each person in the world has the same amount of time to steward, and yet some people do a much better job of stewardship with their time than others. Maybe that's something that in a new year that you should work on, and I. But there's more than just money and time. How about relationships? Some people do a rotten job in their relationships. And though they might be successful out in the world at their work or even in their ministry, their relationships are zones (laughs) of inefficiency. How about your family? How about the words that go out of your mouth? God expects that we're stewards of each word that goes out. We're in charge of that and no one else. Our work is something to steward. How about this, the eye gate? Do you know that what we allow to go through our eye gate into our mind is something that we're in charge of? How about the ear gate? Do you know the things that we allow through our ear into our mind are things that God expects us to be stewards over? That we shouldn't be flippant about this. It shouldn't be all accidental. But we can open and close those gates. What our hands touch is something that we as individuals are in charge of in this world. So Paul says in the matter of being approved by God for reward, the believer one day will give an account. And this is all about our stewardship. In verse 2, Paul gives a very truthful statement that lets all the pressure off of us. He says it's required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. Faithful. Thank God that that verse doesn't say that it's required in stewards that we be found successful. No, the thing God judges by is if we were faithful. You see, we're not always successful and we're not even in, ch- in charge of whether a thing succeeds or not. So often that depends on the Lord. So often it depends on other people. So often it can even depend on circumstances, whether ultimately our venture is successful or not. But God is looking for faithfulness and that takes all the pressure off. Friend, we just want to be faithful and what God has given us to manage in life. Now let's talk about the very most eternal stewardship that a person could ever have. Let's break this down into two sections. Number one, how, friend, have you stewarded the gospel message itself? Now that message tells us each that we are sinners and fallen short of God's glory. The gospel message tells us that we can't earn our way to God. 
There's no way we could go to heaven on what we could ever do or give or sacrifice. But that our position is so desperate that God left heaven to come on a rescue mission for us. This is the gospel story. That Jesus Christ did what we couldn't do. That he took our sin and paid the real payment for it, a death penalty at the cross at Calvary. And the gospel tells us that our sin is all paid. We can have full forgiveness with God and everlasting life, not by what we do to earn God's favor, but by trusting in Jesus Christ. The Bible uses this great word, believe. The Bible uses the word faith. The Bible tells us not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. So friend, how have you managed that message to you personally in life? Have you trusted Christ or have you rejected the gospel story, choosing to believe for yourself that, well, by the end of it all, you'll work it out with God? That by your good works and your good living, you'll earn your own way. Oh, that's rotten stewardship. In fact, God says that is calling God a liar. We need to say yes to faith in Jesus Christ, recognizing that's our only way to God, our only hope of heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Friend, have you stewarded that good gospel message in your own life by believing in Jesus Christ? That's the most eternal stewardship that you could ever have. The second part of that gospel message stewardship is this. For everyone who has rightly judged and said the gospel is true, I am trusting in Christ alone to save me to eternal life then we have been given by God the ministry of the gospel that we could take that message and give that to other people. This is the greatest stewardship that a saved person could ever have. Have we managed that gospel message in order to get that message to other people who need to believe in Jesus too? And friend, have we stewarded the very words of the gospel to make sure they're simple words and clear? Amen. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries Incorporated. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can write to us at Focus Ministries Incorporated, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, freddycoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E. We hope to see you again for next week's episode of Focus on the Bible.